Welcome to the Whatnot Podcast, where we put the what into whatnot live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. And welcome, boys and girls. If you can't tell, this is not Gerald Vance. We have had quite the fun tonight dialing in this technical difficulty, but I think we may have figured some of it out. Just not how to replace Gerald with Tony. But hey, I'm Chris, and uh, well, Mike just disappeared. Sorry. I'm, hitting buttons. I'm yeah. hitting buttons. I'm sorry. Mike's playing with his phone while this is all going on, so we're all just, uh, you know, we're, we're just testing testing our destinies here. So, uh, again, I'm Chris, and uh, dang it, I did it wrong. This guy over here is, that would be you, Mike Ziegler, the button pusher. Oh, yeah, hey, I'm Mike yeah. Z. <laughs> and that's, that, I thought we were talking about that guy there, well, Mr. Yeah. Tony. And he's never coming back. We know that for sure now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. So, but uh, yeah. So welcome. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Tony is, well, you're missing out. Uh, he is quite a gifted uh, artisan and does some really cool stuff with um, measuring tools and metal and just about anything else you you can think of. And um, you know been following him for a while and he, he definitely does a good job with uh putting together some cool stuff uh, it's about time for me to obtain um one of your limited edition items that you put out from time to time thank you so i guess for those who don't know tell us a little bit about yourself that the ones who didn't read your uh your biography and, and letter to your dating service <laughs> yeah the the tinder bio yeah um, I'm, I've been a woodworker since I was 13, so over 30 years, and I've been a machinist for 25, and uh, slowly over the, uh, the years, I've kind of merged the two, and that's basically where I am now, just the Cliff Notes version of it. Well, that, that little humble introduction of yourself, um, yeah, definitely go check it out. Where can they go see some of your work other than your Facebook page? Give, give us uh, a good, good, good place to go. Where I'm most active is Instagram. It's uh, Hillview underscore WM. Um, that, that's where I post the most. Everything, obviously, bounce around between you know Facebook and Instagram, but I'm most active there. Gotcha. Well, and there's a, there's a lot going on all over the place, and we've got... So lots of comments that were like, hey, man, where are you at? What do we got going on? Gary's in Nick's is uh, question mark, question mark. So, And then Connor followed up, Connor's daddy, with question mark, question mark. So, you know, there's Great a lot comments, of questions. Everyone. Keep of, them coming. Yeah, yeah, those are insightful and intriguing. And, uh, you know, Nick finally says, hey, and we're off. Um, Angus came in there with more question marks. Uh, but if you're following us on Facebook, you won't be seeing this there. You'll, you'll just be seeing dead space. And then Dave pops in with hi there. So, yeah, so everybody's kind of kind of caught up with us a little bit. And uh, we were a little slow to get started. And uh, we'll we'll just say it was weather-related. Even if it wasn't, it was weather-related. No, no, not at all. It's beautiful here. Well, no, whether or not we were ready or not. That's, that's the weather-related. <laughs> there you go. So... 
anyway it looks like uh they were waiting on us and we sure appreciate all you guys watching and hanging out with us and waiting on us patiently while we work through these uh technical solutions oh that's a good one yeah but we got them we got them and i did come in here and um I, I i saw this post the other day when you posted that and tell us a little bit about what made you decide to make a, a tape measure well i have a <clears throat> like any maker you always have a, a bunch of ideas but uh a lot of times in in my day job a lot of my specialty stuff is smaller more intricate parts i program and run three four and five axis vertical machining centers cncs um we do there's there's like four or five machinists and then a handful of welders in the company i work for and we can kind of bounce around between each other but my specialty is smaller stuff well a lot of times tape measures have just turned into these these just monstrosities and i understand why you need the 30 foot fat max that has the two inch wide blade that you can tell your buddy you can hang it out 25 feet before it snaps i just don't use that and i when my dad has worked at a hardware store mm -hmm. similar to to, to clings war you know in that in that that vein uh for god i think he's it's approaching 50 years now and uh he always had the little three foot lufkin that had the little tiny quarter inch blade on it and i just always remember when he would empty his pockets he'd have his keys and his change and his jackknife and that little tape measure was always there right and it just just something that always stuck in my memory and i was like well it'd be nice to make a pocket tape measure and it's been i i just let things kind of fester in my head like design wise and a lot of times i try to block out time but with having a full-time job and a family and yep. making tools as a side business there's not a lot of creative like me maker time and usually i have to just kind of stop get something out of my head and then i can keep going and and that was it and this was a it was a bit of a challenge because i had you know i had bought and i bought a a six foot tape and the just the logistics involved to try to make this thing as slim as possible and small as possible light as possible but still be out of brass which is a fairly heavy metal but yet have some rigidity to it so it's not just all like sheet metal and caves in it right. was a like a, a real design challenge and i i went through two or three uh times i had to make it where you know i'd make it and oh it could be like a 16th thinner and you don't think that's a lot but when it's in your pocket that makes a difference and that's kind of where i am and it, it's i don't think it's finished it, it's it's kind of a prototype but on the other hand I don't know if I'd ever want to sell them because the nature of tape measures, mm -hmm. they just, they're just a thing that fails over time. And one thing I try to do is 
push tools that are like heirloom tools. Right. You know, a lot of times the, the, the antique tape measures are still in the box. You know, you don't, and if you do have like your grandfather's tape measure, you can barely read the numbers on it. Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's kind of, for now, it's just for me, you know, and, and it's like my daily driver. So when we're in lows, I can pull out, you know, and measure the board and make sure it's this or whatever, you know. And I wonder I how many comments this. you will get from people looking at you like, wait, what? what is that? <laughs> I should wear like a top hat and have like a twisted mustache when I do it. Gotta have the monocle. Yeah, the monocle. There you go. That'll, Gotta go with that. Set it off. Make that out of Purple Heart, too. That way it'll be, <laughs> you, it'll all match. Or uh, uh, somehow fasten a little a section to it so you can make it part of your uh, key ring for your car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's always hanging out of your uh, your pocket and your key. Like oh this pocket. this thing oh this oh this this is nothing. This old thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have a picture of it, Chris? Yeah, I had it up there a while ago. I gotta get him back. No, because there's one fine detail that'll tell you all about Tony in this tape measure. <clears throat> yeah. I'm... Oh no, he kicked himself out. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm trying to get get a few. Hopefully this doesn't crash the uh the podcast. <laughs> it's looking rough. Yeah. So to give you an idea, that's how small it is. Yeah, Something it's a it's a scale. it's a six foot. Uh, tape. That's what I used. Cause that that was about a half inch wide, so you can actually, you know, use it. That was even, the one I screwed up. <laughs> even the inside's mesmerizing. How much is that one? I'll take the screwed up one. I'll take the screwed up one. Yeah, we're in line for the seconds and thirds. We're not picky. <laughs> Like the scratch and dent section of the, uh, the Tony shop. I've got a bucket if people want to come and rummage, you know. Well, it's a bit far for me to drive, but I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, we could send uh, we could send Kyle up there. Kyle's upstate PA. He what I mean, what's upstate New York? I mean, it's just a short drive. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> four or five hours. Uh, what's Kyle doing? You know, I mean, he's just sitting around doing that, you know. So, oh. no, on the Let's on see. the, do you have the picture of the tape measure that has his logo and the brass screws going around it? Because originally you did stainless. Yeah, that was the first one. Uh, <clears throat> those were just screws I had on hand, and everyone then, has that size screw on hand. I'm sure. <laughs> Were they all flat? Yeah, it was pretty small. So yeah, they're all flat. Nope, I don't have that one. Um, I didn't see that on the Facebook. This is where I was grabbing. Oh, hey, he'll just do it for you. Look at that! Look at that! You mean this one? All right. So what I was going to point out was that each one of those screws are in a direct line with one another. Like they're not just haphazardly screwed on there. They're all geometrically beautiful. (laughs) That's the best way I know how to put it. (laughs) So are all the light switches in the house the same way? They're all no, going up and no, down? No, no, that's the one thing is people think I'm like this OCD freak and I can shut that off really quick. 
<laughs> there's some things that are that are jerry rigged around the house that Mackenzie would probably you know she probably has a list you know to but uh i can turn that off really quick i can turn it on there's certain things where it really it, I, it, it the ocd kicks in but if i'm like framing a house or building a chicken coop no there's i i can be a There'll be a few nails that are knocked over. No yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's not the end of the world for me. So, Yeah, I like that. I like that you have that OCD when you need it, but not. it's yeah. not a constant thing. Let's see. And I did find this uh, square. I really like that, uh, that metal work. I got another shot of that. See, maybe you show a little better detail of that. I really, yeah, that really was, like uh, that. I've been doing more and more with, uh, there's a, a, a lovely woman on Instagram, Jen, Jenny Bowers is her name. And, uh, she's got a, a large, uh, following on Instagram and she does a lot of engraving. And I've had a lot of guys, customers that, request you know sometimes i'll send a whole square off the 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 one that really that uh was big was izzy had one of my block planes and he Mm -hmm. had it sent to her and she did that and that kind of kick-started more and more people but that was uh that was actually one of the ones usually i send it to her and then i see pictures and it goes off but I sent the blanks to her. She engraved them, and then I inset them in the square. So it was kind of nice to to uh, see see the work firsthand. Well, that's a Absolutely. good collaboration. So, what, what is what is in your inventory um, as far as things that you normally make like this? Because you do a run of about a hundred. Yeah, it's it's slowly gone up over the years but right around 120 to 130 is keeps me from going insane it's just the of squares that i make Mm -hmm. that that style square is called a double square and it it was it's more popular in the machining trades because generally most people just have a combination square and i liked that style and uh I, I, it's the way it's gone is I made one, posted it, people like it, and it takes off from there. And, uh, I do squares. Uh, I have a small pocket level that I, uh, that I came up with last year. It, it's, it's a takeoff of an older cast iron level from the late 1800s, um, with like my own spin on it you know inlaid with wood and stuff the big one is i have a a small block plane that's infilled with wood and that's i that's probably what i'm most famous for and i also make a, a adjustable bevel that has a damascus blade that was another big one that was a a ton of work so i haven't uh i haven't really uh done another run they weren't as profitable as i like so i have to kind of go not go back to the drawing board but just kind of really focus and figure out how to make things smoother uh the the damascus was a huge learning curve i i didn't make my own but just the finishing involved 
you know, you have, I had to machine it and then grind it, harden it, and then you had to bring it up to a polish and then etch it. And then I found if there was any sins you had buried under that metal anywhere, it would stick out like a sore thumb. And that, mm. that, that slowed me down tremendously. But, uh, I'm hoping maybe next year to, to do a, a run of bevels. Cause I know that's what is most asked of me. People, people tend to ask about bevels the most. Cause I'm trying to think the last time you had a run on, um, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure which one it was, but I remember it was like literally probably maybe 15 minutes to an hour people had before they were gone. Yeah, I did. I, did a, I, I did. It was two years ago. I did a, a, a run of squares and I offered a hundred spots and it took about an hour. And I, I felt that was, I felt that was acceptable. That's enough time. If you can't, you know, everybody has a phone in their pocket. You can set an alarm. Well, last year it was a hundred spots and it was three minutes. <laughs> I, I, I thought I, I was watching the, my emails come in and it would, it like 10 popped up and then 15 and then 20 and then, talking to my wife Mackenzie about it. I'm like, oh, it's going good. And then all of a sudden it just slowed down. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now it's just going to be one, two. Well, the email just got inundated and it just couldn't keep up. And then I've got people on Instagram hollering at me that, that you know, what, you're sold out already. And I had to go in and look. And and this year was the same way. It was, it was about three and a half minutes for a hundred and I think it was, I, I listed about 130 spots, 120, 130. They are heirloom pieces. They are not just a run of the mill. I mean, the engraving one, yeah, that was the collaboration, but all of yeah. them mm-hmm. are just spot on. I don't, I'd like to see the, the, the toss pile because you do have them down to a science. Like I don't see a flaw anywhere in them. That, 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 that's where my machining background comes in. Um, I have a lot of experience in fixturing and it's kind it's boring machining stuff, you know, but I've got it to where I like the CNC right now. It's just blanking out squares where I have a a fixture where I can run five or 10 at a time. I can load a tool and then I can go upstairs and I can help. Mackenzie with dinner or I can do something around the house or I can be running another machine. And that's what, that's where I find the strength in a CNC is, is, mm-hmm. is it's a helper that, you know, you like can have another employee. Exactly. So that, that's what I do, but yeah, the, I have to do everything in a batch too, or else it's not profitable. Yeah. Like, uh, a block plane would probably take 40 to 50 hours for me to make, but I haven't really sat down and done the logistics of it. But I think in a batch situation, it's only 10 or 12 hours because you're doing, I'm drilling this hole 30 times. Mm-hmm. Not I'm walking up to the bridge port. I got to figure out where the hole's going to be. I got to go get the drill and the, the reamer or whatever. And I drill the hole and, you know, you, you get rid of that setup time. 
and that's yeah. huge in, in, in machining. Because whenever you go to a, a machine shop, one will cost you $500, but two will only be like $600 because the setup involved. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I try to do. And I wish I could just offer tools all year, but it just, it just doesn't make sense. Well, they sell out in three minutes. It totally doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of time involved, I'm sure. There is, and, and, and I enjoy it, and, and, and I'm very lucky that, that people are, people are you know, just so, they, they really enjoy it, and, and I, I like, you know, I like the whole process, and, and I enjoy it. It's always cool. nice to do something a little different, and by limiting the number you do, it helps you get over that that burnout that you would normally see if you were making these full time. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and just to let everybody see, that's some of the looks like some of the molds or, or fixtures. Yeah, that's the fixture that can hold ten of my smaller. The, the, the four inch or the hundred millimeter or it'll hold the five of the the larger body the the six or twelve or I get people that order like 24 inch blades and it's just it's unwieldy and atrocious but people order them so I'll make them there you go and there's uh I, I popped that up briefly earlier but I'll leave that up for a moment and let everybody see you can just see the beauty of of the integration between both the wood and the metal. In that. that that's a that's a big thing too is as you see on most of the squares there's my logo isn't there it's it's customization and mm-hmm. and that's one thing that that i think people really appreciate is they can make something theirs and and they have the logo you know uh, i i try to it's like 99 times out of 100 people can can have their logo sometimes i'll get i'll get it'll their logo will look like the last supper you know and i'll be like i've only got so much room so you know i have to work with people on that but i think that the customization is what really people they like because they can mm-hmm. pick the metal you can have brass you can have steel you can have stainless and then you can put pick the wood whatever wood you want and that's another thing that's been really interesting. I've had people send me wood from their, from a tree, from the childhood home. I had a guy that, I have a beautiful piece of ebony that's that someone sent me that, that I, I see probably about once every two months when I open a certain drawer and I go, I wonder when Mike's going to One day. <laughs> <laughs> One day it'll come out that drawer, I promise. <laughs> That that and then that's what I think really, you know. Like I said, it, it, people make it theirs, and, and uh, that's what I think really helps it become an heirloom tool. Oh yeah, it's also easier to find in the pawn shop when you're wearing the shirt logo of your own company. Like uh, it's that one. <laughs> that's the that's the one thing I hope is I hope that my my stepchildren like. 60 years they're watching antiques roadshow and somebody hobbles in with with a square or something that would be you know that would be the best and they're like i can tell you all about that one second <laughs> yeah it'll it'll be the one from izzy's shop and then they'll be like 
This is dual special. Mr. Izzy Swan owned this, and it was produced, <laughs> manufactured by Tony. We estimate the value at one point two million dollars. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't have a thumbprint on it. No, sorry, devalued. But yeah, that's that's the nice part too is that the maker community is um, you know really gotten behind you on this because they see the expertise in this they see the precision they know it's heirloom this isn't just you know i mean there's there's tool makers out there that make really nice tools and then there's a tony square you know it's like you just know well i try i i i try to really stand behind what i do and if there's you know i had a, a gentleman that <clears throat> some of the the enamel came out of his square and he was like mortified you know he was like oh, i didn't you know he's like he's putting the blame on himself but i just basically said you know sometimes these things happen and the engraving is so intricate that the enamel that i inset sometimes doesn't adhere perfectly so mm -hmm. i said you know when you get a chance just send it back to me and i'll re-engrave it and refill it and that's another thing i think that that stands out is i i stand behind my work and and, 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 and things things happen, you know, yeah. especially with that kind of stuff with the adhesives and stuff. It, it happens. Sure. And by the way, Tony, I usually have a, a cat that likes to come in and visit and say, hey, what are you doing? You're not well, paying attention you. to me. And for whatever, well, she's totally confused because now I'm outside tonight instead of inside. So she's at the door <laughs> scratching. So I had to go let her out like she's <laughs> She's looking at like, oh, I don't know about this. You okay over there, Chris? I'm okay. I'm, uh, I'm, my computer's acting winky. But hey, I'm, uh, I'm alive. So let's see if I can figure out. How's that? Any better? Yeah. Catching up. So what happens when you, uh, Try to download a bunch of files while you're talking on a live stream. Just so files. Well, images that uh, we will be bringing up in three, two. Well, maybe not one because it's got to load. How about how about now? Oh yeah. Is that is that the small pocket line level? Yeah, I, I that's the small pocket level. I off I it I offer two sizes. One is like roughly three quarters of an inch square. By ah, oh, I thought I shut my compressor off. I apologize. <laughs> we can barely um, hear it. <laughs> amateurs, you know. Yeah. It's one thing too. I was running. I was running squares, and I'm like, okay, you got to remember to shut the compressor off before the podcast starts. And of course, here you we know, are. as soon as you. You say that, and I've left mine on, and everyone's asleep, so <laughs> now's Murphy's a really law, good time. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Tonight's been well, Murphy's Law. <laughs> we just talked about the Antique Roadshow. Welcome to the Amateur Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did notice that uh, screw on the left seems to be about two degrees. <laughs> slightly slightly misaligned. Yeah, but yeah, just two degrees. I mean, it's well, that's the, that, that, actually, that one's the, the prototype. I got I got shamed online because the cap wasn't inset into the level. So I had to I had to change that. So you but, got uh, shamed. 
<laughs> well, it, it's there, there. There's there's a, a core. Uh, there's a core group of people that are allowed to bust my nuggets. I'm I'm lucky that. I mean, I I see like, you see like the the comments that like, Jimmy and Izzy and like Mark Spagnolo get, and I just don't know how they deal with people. I had a guy. I actually had. I don't get trolls very often, but I had a guy that gave me a hard time about the tape measure because I didn't engrave the length on it. And I'm just, he's like, oh, that's all. How is anybody going to know how long it is? You pull the tape measure out to where it says stop. And I, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's, and also it basically in the description, it said, this is mine. It's not, it's just, it's a it's prototype yours. and just, so. They gotta find I had more the, of these. It, I was just gonna take like a, a metal stamp and just smack a six into the side and then do the underscore because someone will be like, Well, is it a six or a nine foot? <laughs> you gotta do it with one of those trailer VIN number sets. There you go, yeah. Just, yeah, so it looks really cheesy. Oh, awful. Yeah. I was It'll just gonna like say just on write, it, write it on there with a sharpie. <sighs> I was I was thinking vinyl, just stick vinyl right on it. Let's see. There's one of the little block planes. Yep. That, that's spalted maple. That's a lot of pretty spalting. Yep. And in case you don't see the detail on the side, let me give you that one. Yep. They're, they're, they're a traditional dovetail uh, info plane. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to use it. I just want to keep it. It's uh, one of my favorite pictures I've ever seen of, of a tool I've made is, uh, I think it was like 2018. There was an event out in Oklahoma where a bunch of guys got together and uh, just did, they set up a bunch of tents and did woodworking or something. And Jay Bates was there and Jay was one of the first guys that got my block plane. And he, he actually really jump-started my tool making and I'll, I'll get to that in a sec but there was a picture of the plane sitting on a workbench and the whole plane was just heavily tarnished except for two shiny spots where your fingers were and i just loved seeing that you know because all that you know all that patinic you can you can clean that up pretty easily but it just was neat to see that that thing's being used mm -hmm. and, and that's what yeah. i really like so but uh, as I was saying, I was I was doing my initial run of planes. The first I made the prototype and people like that. And I think I had 12 or 15 people that were interested. So I made I made uh, J Bates. It was woodworking in America. It was like one of the it was the last woodworking in America. It was in Covington, Kentucky. And. Jay came up to me at an after party and he was probably inebriated because he was talking to me. So, and he says, I want to buy one of your planes. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I want to buy one of your planes. So I make the plane and I send it to him and it, and it was, it was around this time. And uh, I saw that he got the, the plane and I don't hear anything. 
I, I was looking at the tracking and I don't hear anything. And a couple days go by, I still don't hear anything. And I'm like, oh God, it's a pile of crap. He doesn't like it. It's just, you know, I'm just thinking all the bad thoughts. And so finally I got up the, the gumption to message him. I'm like, is it, hey, did you get your plane? You know, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do an unboxing video. And I'm like, oh. So I messaged Joel Crawford and Joel's like, you need to get an Etsy page now. <laughs> and I'm like, and at the time I didn't really know what that he's like, he's like, I'll handle it. What do you want to do? I said, well, I'll do like three batches of 10. So 30 planes for the next like year that that should be okay. Jay released a video like at six and by like seven, I was sold out and I had people emailing me and that's what kind of started this whole craze and stuff. And, and I owe a lot to him because he made a, a really nice video and mm-hmm. he really liked the, the plane and it, it that kind of took off, you know, a lot, I owe a lot to a lot of those guys in that and in, in the the higher position in the maker community, like Izzy and, and, and especially like Jimmy. Th- those guys have all been wonderful to me, and I, I appreciate them. That's awesome. Well, and that just goes to show that you know a lot of people don't know and don't see your work. Once they see it, they definitely appreciate what they're what they're wanting in in what they get from you. Yeah, I think that too, and and then people who may have seen it in some you know in in other posts and stuff, and didn't really understand what it was they were talking about, may have a better understanding now. You know, as far as what that is, they've been seeing all the times you've been doing this. How long have you been doing this? Two thousand fourteen. It's. I think it's fifteen. Is when I started. I started doing the, the, I started out making branding irons for woodworkers because at the time, at the time in, in a, in my day job, the owner of the, the, the machine shop would let us use the equipment after hours, which that's unheard of at a machine shop. Cause those machines are 100 to 200 higher than that thousands of dollars. But in his mind, the more we use them, the more custom we become to them, the stronger employees we become. So mm-hmm. I started making branding irons and that was like 2000, that was 2014. I think it was like late 2015. I started, I did the first plane. And then after the, the, the J video, when uh, I, I took the order for the initial 30 planes. That's when I decided to make a, a double square and it, uh, it, it came, it, you know, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. I saw this one. This is a very good, um, view of just some of the detail and the customization that you're putting on there. Yeah. That was a, a gentleman, uh, Pankova Pankova collective, I think, or he's Pankova outdoors. He, he, he commissioned me to do that. The, the purple heart, you know, with the, with the purple heart. Yeah. Yeah. Purple heart with a purple heart. I, I remember there was a post you had one time of just knurling, like you were just making the knurls on the nuts. Like 
I don't know if, if it seems kind of redundant or kind of pointless to you, but for those who aren't in the machining, it's really fascinating to know that's how that's done. Well, I yeah, there's, no clue. there's, uh, I, because, I, I, well, there's things you'll see, I'll see things in, you know, plumbing and, and, and other trades that you're like, oh, that's how they do it. And you sometimes think this is like, I, I remember I was in my early 20s. And I had a friend come over and I pulled out a, a tap to, to thread a hole. And he's like, well, what's that? And I go, it's a tap. And he's like, well, what's a tap? And I'm like, it's to make threads in a hole. And his dad was like a contractor. He built hundreds of houses. And I mean, granted, that's not what he used above the house. But mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, that's what that he's. And I said, well, how do you think, you know, threads get in holes? You don't just, you know drill really crappy and it cuts threads you know and but yeah it's those little those well, little some tricks people do and, yeah it's those little tricks that you see in the 20 second instagram or tiktok video that you're like oh you know it's it's neat and that broadens your you know and it, and it may interest someone into getting a small lathe or something and and, and, and making their own tools and, and then that's mm-hmm that's that's a neat idea too yeah inspiring those who yeah maybe they didn't realize they wanted to get into that yeah because that's one thing i'll have people message me about like wanting machining advice and it's i think they regret it because i just i don't shut up about it because they'll be like oh i was just wondering how you do this or i'm thinking about getting a lathe and i just ramble and you know that's called so. passion, Tony. Yeah. 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 That's what it sounds like. <laughs> when you, you think you're rambling, but really it's the things in your brain that are like, oh, and don't forget about this. And, oh, there might be that thing, too. And it all comes out. <laughs> Chris and I both know full well about how that goes. Yep. As I, and in case you're wondering why I'm looking down, I'm cleaning my feeler gauge or my, my gun cleaning kit. Sorry. It does seem like a long time ago for the branding iron days. It was. Yeah. See, I, I, I didn't even bother trying to get in line. I knew I'd never make the, make the cut to get in any of your tools. So maybe once the fad wears off a little bit, then maybe I can get one of the, one of them. So I'll just uh, keep biding my time right now. I don't have anybody to pass anything down to anyway. So it doesn't matter. No, none of my girls are into woodworking. But I have a grandson. So there you go. <laughs> Could be the thing. Yeah, start I think what I'll do is I'll just start sending you money and then you can start wrapping it around those ebony blanks. And then one day <laughs> till you have enough, then we'll go. <laughs> and it's and I'm not saying that it's expensive, it's just for me and my budget, it's one of those things where I'm dreaming, but I know that I'm gonna put myself towards it. So I don't want you to take that as in like they're expensive because they're not. No, for no, what I, they I, are, I, they're I, not expensive. I no, I to, I totally understand. You know, I, I I have people that 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 you know want yeah you know, that have signed up for planes or whatever, and and things happen, and you know they'll have hat in hand, and they'll be like, you know, right now it doesn't make sense, and I totally understand. You know, and and they do appreciate that there's time involved, and and it's funny when you do look at like the plane that I make, it is expensive, but you can spend a lot of money on a hand plane. You look at some mm-hmm. of these guys yeah. and, and it's all just, but 
you can spend thousands upon thousands on a hand plane. And it, like I said, it's, it's all in what your passion is. Yeah. You know, people will spend tens or hundreds of thousand dollars on a car and some people see it as an investment and other people are like, eh, you know, or it's like a, a watch or shoes or anything. It, it's what yeah. your passion is, you know? So. Yeah. My yeah wife I was one of one of the hand planes. Oh, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. I was, I was say my wife's invested twenty-seven years into me, and the, the returns just not been very fruitful at all. It's a slow burn. Yes, yeah, so, some burn. things just don't carry value throughout <laughs> their lifetime. Or maybe it's just taken her this long to figure that out. I don't know. Oh, I'm hoping she doesn't ever figure it out because that would be bad. But keep the honeydew list going. That's all I can say. That's what I've learned. One box but, at a time. But I've always wanted to have like a shelf behind me and doing some sort of YouTube thing where I have a ha the plane just sitting there because it's one of those items that it just, yes, you, you should use it. But at the same time, it can sit on the shelf and look just as good. Like everyone's <laughs> got baseballs, you know, signed by Babe Ruth. That is mine. That's my Babe Ruth baseball is a Tony Rulu plane. <laughs> one day, one day. Make it a set. Oh, great. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, that's right. He did say it was only like $100 more for two, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that goes. <laughs> I guess my cat took off. Good. Okay. Well, uh, Gary, that might be the case for you. Uh, you'd have to pay somebody to take me because I think my reputation's already been ruined. So... <laughs> Not everyone's Gary Jones. No, no, he's uh, he's one of those that's that's loved by all. So, um, are are we allowed to talk about the slip and slide parties? Absolutely, sure. Okay, well, good. I, wasn't quite I just sure. happened to have something. <laughs> <laughs> look at that! Look at determination. It's, uh, see, see, it's I, the eye. You have to lead with the eyes. You look at like all the racers and everything. They're always oh, looking yeah. at the next turn or whatever. I'm looking down that piece of plastic. You are you are envisioning the finish line. That is for <laughs> sure. And and how long is that slip and slide? It varies. It, it it's it's around two fifty. The big guys can make it the the full two fifty. The kids probably go about two twenty. 215 i'd say it's usually the big guys or the really skinny guys i don't maybe it's the surface area the the best guys are the guys that have the 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 beer belly that's really hard so i think you come up on plane quicker and you have like that that little contact patch you know that 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 seems to help but i think i think we figured it out it'll be 10 years this summer I just, I started dating my wife, Mackenzie, and she had young children. And uh, I just wanted something to do in the summertime. And I was like, well, I had a crappy slip and slide when I was a kid with the the yellow banana and everything mm -hmm. and the yellow. And so I was like, well, my father worked at the hardware store. So I said, just, can you get me a hundred foot roll of six mil plastic and he brought it and I set up some hoses and we just had some a couple friends over and they had some of the kids had some of their friends and we did it and it was a good time and I think we did it once more that summer 
But then the next year, it was like, well, why don't we have like a barbecue with it? And we'll make it a thing. And then we did that for, I think, five years. And then I was like, well, there's some local people, makers. I'm like, why don't we make it? Because it was right after the, there was kind of, you guys had your thing going on, but there wasn't a lot. There was woodworking shows in like the wintertime, but there was nothing in the summer. And that was back when there was still maker fairs, but the, the New York maker fair wasn't until September. So there was like this lull spot. So I said, well, I'll put out feelers. And I had people come from Massachusetts. And then the next year we had, you know, the Crawfords came from Georgia and we had people come from North Carolina. We had people come from Missouri last year. And I, I didn't even know him. I didn't know as um, Ben makes is his name on Instagram. He's a great guy, but I was just like, is like, what, what, what are you, what are you doing at my house? You know, why, why? And, and thankfully they had planned a family trip where they were going along the East coast and they made this a stop, you know? And cause yeah. it's like, I just, I live out in a, you know, a cow, a cow pasture. It's there's, there's no sights to be seen. We have a nice view, but that's about it. There's no really like thing to, to bring you here, but they were passing through and they had a wonderful time and it's just become a thing in the summertime. It's just, it's, it's, uh, we look forward to it. We, we, we didn't have it in 2020 because of COVID and stuff, but mm -hmm. we were able to have it in 2021. And that was nice. And, we're doing it again this year in 2022. So I was going to say on the uh, New York state uh, tourism, it should say, you know, <laughs> the, the attraction for that area would be uh, 250 feet of six mil plastic and water. Yeah. Do we need oh, to we've, say we've any more? Up to, we're up to 10 mil now because the, the kids tend to tear it. So we're, we're up to, <laughs> I spent the money and got the 10 mil. So we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, we keep making improvements, you know, we don't just, just, pocket the proceeds charge anybody anything <laughs> yeah because i think now you have like pvc pipe lining it is that right yeah, for the water originally i had little water sprinklers that you just bought at the hardware store and i tend to have i tend to like i said i don't have ocd with things but i tend to over engineer stuff i guess that would be the one thing i do so I was like, well, we need, you know, sprinklers every so. So I basically made like upside down U's that had spray, you know, that would spray the track every so often just to keep it. And that's been a constantly evolving thing and recirculating the water. That was another thing. You know, I've got I've got little submersible pumps that sit in buckets that I can keep the water, you know. Because the more water you have in the slide, the, the faster you go. So there's been little improvements over the years. And then, of course, when you have like 50 makers at your house, there's a lot of opinions, you know. And well, what if you did this? And what if you did that? And it's like it's once a year, guys. You got to pump the brakes, you know. People are wanting me to put like a concrete slush way in, you know. And it's like, no. Well, you know it happens, I think it's like June or something like that. So if they want to come out a week before and start yeah, that's building, what I usually by all tell means. Them if you, yeah, if you want to come out and, and, and help me with this. But then that's the other thing is, is it's it, it was just, a, it used to just be a day. And now people come the Friday before and they, 
we're in a nice big open field and we have people camp and spend the night and they'll stay Friday, Saturday, and then in Sunday and help us clean up. And it's just a, it's a, it's just, it's turned into a real just cool thing. Cause like on Saturday nights, it's usually around six 30, all the, I call them the commoners, all the non-makers leave and it's just us. It's just the makers and stuff. And mm-hmm. that's when it, it's just, you know, the, my stress level goes down because kids aren't wrapped around PVC and, and every, the plastic didn't tear and everybody got food and ate and then I can kind of relax. And that's when, you know, everybody can just hang out and have a good time. On today's episode of Making Fun, the children ask for a huge slip and slide. (laughs) You're going to do this in upstate New York. (laughs) I'm only about an hour and a half from Jimmy, so maybe I can talk. If they do a season two, they can come up. Yeah, on location. There you go. Field trip, you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Well, from what I was seeing from Pat Laugh, it looked like they were doing a season two. They were already out there building again. Are they? I saw they were out. They were out there for the the premiere or whatever but i i don't know if you know i don't know if they they might know and they just can't say anything because <laughs> i had messaged pat the august before they filmed that and and i i i had a question for him and i, I was gonna send him something and he's like well i'm gonna be at jimmy's for the netflix show and i'm like oh <laughs> and so i messaged jackman i'm like are you doing a netflix show and he's like did Pat tell you? <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, you weren't supposed to. I'm like, well, I won't say anything to anybody, but. <laughs> Oop. So. Yeah, my, uh, my favorite video from Pat left was the three hours of someone yo-yoing in order to mess with the YouTube algorithms. I thought that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I just let it play in the background, even though it was like maybe two minutes worth of the same footage that he just spliced for three hours. Yeah. It was still hilarious. Just the fact that he he did it. They have yeah. a different sense of humor. Yeah. Now, so if I'm pretty sure if people want to look up the slip and slide party, it's like usually Tony slip and slide party. I know there's some people that did drone footage on YouTube and they posted it. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy did a, a blog. The best one is, is uh, Keith decent. He's, he's, big in the maker community he did a little like blog a few years ago and it, and it, it i think it really captured you know the the grassroots just kind of it, it it it's it's turned into this maker thing but it's always based around family and kids and it's a good time and you know sterling has a good time but <laughs> that's you know it's sterling and that and, and it's fine but it's it's really a a good wholesome and that's what we try to keep it you know and but yeah there's a handful of 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 like the, 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 that's another thing you get used to is there's multiple drones flying around during the day and <laughs> it's 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 just a thing so. It's gotten a little crazy over the 10 years, hasn't it? Yeah, and it's funny because Mackenzie and I are pretty introverted. I don't, if it's not making related, I don't, I I usually have my head down in public and I just don't, I'm just not a very open person. But when once making becomes involved, I tend to, to open up. And this is like the once a year party where I actually will 
not just be a wallflower, you know. But it's funny, every once in a while, it's about once an hour, I have to go into my shop just to get away from people. Because there's, there's like 100 people in my front yard. <laughs> and I'll go in the shop, and there'll be like five other people just like, one guy will just be like slowly turning the handle on my bridge pour. And I'm just like, I know why you guys are in here too. And it's like, I'm not going to say anything. We can just be introverted together. <laughs> you get your crap together. And then I have to go back out and host us a little more. And, and uh, so I, I have my little mini breakdowns where I have to kind of just clear my head and then I go back out. So there uh, and here recently, a lot of people have been posting remnants or reminiscing photos of the party. And I think I don't know who took the, the shot. I'm guessing it's Crawford because he the way he takes his pictures, it looked like his style. But someone caught that moment on your face when you were trying to sneak away. And it was perfect. <laughs> the way you described it. I know exactly what I know that face. It was just yeah, like, it was. It was yeah, it was probably McKenzie or. Or Crawford, they're both very good at taking photos and capturing those moments. <laughs> it's quality entertainment. Yeah, um, try to think where it was, Chris. I, I'm pretty sure it's on the the Hillview, but uh, yeah, it's great because there's a red there's a red door he's about to go into, and he's just got this look on his face like not now, <laughs> like I gotta go. I I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I, I, it could have been, I, the, the kids will ask me or something or, or Mackenzie will be like, cause I'll, I'll look grumpy and they're like, are you mad? And I'm like, no, I'm just in work mode. And now they'll ask me, are you in work mode? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in work mode. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just focused. So well, that's what I got to say. Kids, kids ask me the same thing. Like, are you mad? And if I'm out here in the shop, especially I'm like, no, I'm just focused. Like, yeah. no, I, you know, I, yep. I just naturally have this brow thing going. <laughs> yep stoic yes yeah, that's a word we can use <laughs> are you upset yes i'm stoic <laughs> i'm gonna throw that one out there tomorrow as a matter of fact um but i do want to applaud you on being a stepdad because that is the uh probably the toughest job in the world it's it's but like anything, it's 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 very rewarding. I love I have I love those three kids. I have you know one's almost nineteen, and then there's twin boy and girl that are just turned fifteen. And I've, I've it's been close to ten years I've been with them, and I love them dearly, and hmm. they make life great, you know. And and, and your hair funny. is not all gray. No, no, no. <laughs> that Mackenzie does a, a wonderful job, you know being a mother and stuff and I wish they were a little more involved down here but uh I don't want to be the the little league dad but with makers and be like you got to get down and mm -hmm. turn a precision shaft you know it's I don't want to do that but uh every once in a while they'll come down and they'll peek around or they'll you know they'll ask questions and I like to just you know let it if it's going to happen it's going to happen so yeah Yep. That's the best way to do it. Or uh, in, in my case, my dad worked so many hours running his own business doing furniture that I had to go work for him in order to see him. There you go. Yep. And that's how that started. Yep. 
But yeah, so I just want to tell you that for sure, because whenever I see posts and stuff like that, like McKenzie puts on there, it's just like, uh, you know, tip of the hat to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a difficult job enough as it is, let alone trying to do it on a on the stepdad side of things. <laughs> yeah, Chris has got it tough enough with three girls. That's what that's what three girls does to you, by the way. <laughs> there's there's no gray, there's no hair. But hey, they're all grown now and all out of the house, and so now I'm kind of getting to do my own thing as long as the wife says it's okay, you know. Got to check with the boss. You know. And, uh, so, so what's the next new tool that you're adding to your shop? Anything on anything on the horizon that uh, you want to share? That purchase or make? Either way, <clears throat> something that's exciting to you that's going to be new. You're looking for. Uh, I want to. I want to upgrade my my CNC mill. You know, it's like it's not really woodworking related, but you know, you. you you go bigger, you can go faster. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm in that, you know, that that's my cellar. This is my cellar. So I don't, I only have so much room, but, uh, the, the, the equipment that I use, there's, there's, they keep, uh, their Tormach is the name of the, not to be confused with Tormac, you mm -hmm. know, but, but, uh, mm -hmm. they keep, uh, adding to their lineup and they have bigger and better machines. So in a couple of years, that'll be a, a fairly large investment. But uh, small stuff, just stuff that you know. It, like I said, it's all it's all machining stuff, so it's it's kind of boring, you know. I, I added a, a turret to my CNC lathe, which is behind me, and what that does is that allow <clears throat> on a standard lathe you have the tool post where you slide the the cutter on mm -hmm. to 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 cut with. Well, what a turret does is it indexes. You can have up to eight cutters or drills on it, and it just indexes around so you don't have to physically change tools. And that, that was a huge game changer. Like, uh, I got I got that lathe last year, and when I would make uh, the, the knurled knobs for the squares, that was two, that was almost two full weeks of evenings to make around 100 knobs. And with that set up, without, excuse me, without the turret, to make 100 knobs was eight hours. And that was two or three hours of fiddling around. So now as I get better and better, again, like I said, that can run in the background and just, mm -hmm. it, it's all, it, like I said, it, it's, it's a, you know, it, it, it's just a, a remedial task for me to make those knobs. There's not any really, you know, the fit and finish is all, because that's the other thing is, is, you know, I like people tend to battle CNCs, but they only get you so far, you know, the, 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 the square, well, I'll have the square blanked out, but it won't be accurate enough for me. So I, I have to hand grind it and then I finish it hand finish it sand you know fit it to the blade check check it on you know all my i have a granite plate that's ground extremely flat and then i have a square that's like a master square all that you know that that's where the the real time comes in because when you look at 
I think it's probably maybe 15 minutes to make a, a brass blank for a square. But then there's a couple hours of just fit and finish. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes in. But it's those little upgrades that just make things quicker and it allows me to do more. Um, and that's one thing I want to try to do. Is, is, like I said, with that, that lathe that I bought last year, I want to try to get into, you know, try not to be generic, but more round things, try to do more things like that. Uh, as far as making tools, I have a ton of ideas, but <clears throat> I don't really have anything set in stone. It, I have, I, like, I started uh, messing around with making a tap wrench because I had a post. One of the first tools, and it's one of the first things you make in machine shop, because the lathe is where they start you out in machine shop school, because it's it's easier. It's two axes mm-hmm. instead of a, a, a milling machine or a bridge port. You know, uh, you make a little tap tap wrench. Well, I kind of want to make. You know, I made that tap wrench twenty five years ago. I kind of want to make like my own now. That's my own spin with the wood and the metal. Um, but but I tend to just like things just you know, like come to me and I'll just sit and stew on an idea for sometimes a year, you know, or more like that tape measure. I had ideas that I wanted to do and I just let it kind of like, like I said, fester while I do other things. And then eventually like that, uh, <clears throat> you didn't show it, but I made a protractor. And I want to, I, I didn't mention it either, but I, I made a protractor and that turned out really nice. And it was, that was just kind of a spur of the moment. I had a really, what I thought was a good idea. And I just had to get that idea out and make that. And I, th- I think I'll probably make some of them, you know, the end of this year, or maybe next year, different versions of it, you know, cause it's a there's the way I made it. It has a, uh, a shelf on it to register against a board because I like the old school. There's a, a bunch of different companies make them, but general made, it's just a sheet metal protractor with like a, a blade coming off the side and you just set the angle. I, I, I use it a lot in machining, but there's really no place for it to register against anything. So I mm-hmm. made a nice brass one that's all engraved and, it has like a, a dovetailed like lip that really lets it register against the, the wood. But again, that was something that just kind of came quick. And then there's other things that just sit and fester. So I'd like to make some machinist tools, but that's, that's a thing unto itself. Uh, I would love to make a micrometer. That's something I think that you could go really Mm-hmm. hog wild with is as far as you know ornamental and but there's certain things there's certain processes that i don't understand or know because that's that's another thing is i've had people bug me about making bigger planes and i don't feel i'm a good enough woodworker to really know the nuances because once you get into higher you know the the more the smoothing planes and things there's certain angles there's there's mouth openings where I just don't have enough experience yet. So that's why I've kind of shied away from 
making that, you know, and also they're, they're tremendously time consuming. So that kind of takes away from me making other things. Yeah. That materials. Yes. Materials, you know, that's a lot more materials for a larger plane. Exactly. Yeah. Because Harju wanted me to make like a number eight plane and I'm just like, my eyes bled just thinking about how much brass and, you know, it's just like, uh, I can't think of that. So, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's, that's one thing that I've kind of shied away from, but I, I just, I keep, I want to, I want to have my core tools that I make squares and planes, I think will always be there, but then I want to kind of flow in and out. And I think that'll keep me from getting burnout. Because I someday I would like to make this a full time thing, but but right now, you know, with the kids being younger, uh, financially, just in the the benefits that I have at the day job, I kind of want to stick around there for a little while. And I think if I can keep building my name, eventually I can just it won't be a plunge. You know, we won't be taking the plunge. It'll just kind of be walking forward. It'll be the next step and. You know, I, I want I I'm not a big risk taker and, and that's just one of the things that I'm kinda like, ah, I don't need to I don't want to cut my own throat over a passion that I already do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's you know, the it it the the days are long, you know, with working a day job and then but you guys know how it is with working and doing stuff after hours, you just do it. But um Right now, yeah, exactly. So it's, <laughs> but it's right now it works and and it, and, it, and it helps it helps supplement, you know, our income and like Mackenzie's going to school right now for massage therapy and I'm able to to shoulder her not working and she's able to go to school and these are the things that that this really has solidified why I do it and take the hours that I do besides enjoying making these tools. You know, a lot of, a lot of companies are knocking off other manufacturers and making them cheaper and gaudy. What you should do is make a pick and make it the most beautiful ornamental pick you can and overtake the, uh, the other gentleman who's making picks right now. Oh, I couldn't do that. Oh my God. I, I do. I have people, I have people, multiple times that are like they'll they'll send me like a link to a woodpecker's tool and I'm like oh you should make this like yourself you know with your style and it's just like ah that's bad karma mm-hmm. you know because i know there's other in that company they there's there's ideas that have been you know procured i'll mm-hmm. say um but yeah this that that whole thing you know it's a big pond, you know, there's a lot of tool makers, so you, I can yeah. see a little overlap, but uh, I don't want that juju. <laughs> well, see, un- unlike that, you're not knocking it off to make it cheaper, you're knocking it off to make it better. Yeah, and I, and I, I, yeah, so if you're going to do it, this is angle. how you should have made this tool. <laughs> but Limited run of 35. Yeah. And they'd be sold just like that. Just like that. I was thinking, so when you take that next step forward, are you looking for like a two-minute window of uh, sales? <laughs> well, it would be nice to have like, 
the one thing I'm curious is, is, is you have to think I get probably three hours a night to work on tools. Well, you don't just open the door and start hacking metal away. I wonder what a 40 hour a 50 or 60 hour week. Could I have four square sales a year? And then it turns into maybe I can have an inventory where people just order you know, a brass square with purple heart inlay. And I just have to worry about making the inlay and I fit it. And it, it's a month lead time instead of six months, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and that's the thing. So those, those are the, the thoughts I have driving to work. And you know. next time you take a week off from work uh, to stay at home and work, <laughs> I run, didn't a, run, a, run a test and see how that it's, goes it's, for you. It's funny how people, you know, some people, I, I like, I personally like staycations. I like to stay home and tinker in the shop. And there's some people that just at work that just couldn't fathom that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just want to make parts and just do, you know, I, I made this little sander to kind of make my life easier. <clears throat> and it's just a, it's just a little belt sander with a table under it. Uh, it's to mimic what a metal cutting surface grinder is and what it is 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 when i glue the inlays into like a square they sit they you know there's there's material sitting proud of it well i used to have a little jig that i'd send i have the small jet uh drum sander i think it's the 1020 is that what it is Mm -hmm. the little guy yeah well the inlay is just almost the same length it is between the rollers so there's always that pucker factor that every once in a while you'll hear that thing catch and bong and, and then now I've got to deal with like a big gouge in the square. And so what I did is I developed a, a little arm that I could attach to my surface grinder that had a, a belt on it, just a two by 42 belt. And then I could hold the part in a vise and just run it under it. And it worked amazing. But then it actually became a bottleneck because there was times that I needed to use the grinder for what it was intended for, grinding metal. So then I, that was the thing that I made on my little vacation. My week off is is I engineered this little machine and and it it worked out well. And I I got to use it a little bit on the the tape measure, but I'm hoping that kind of improves processes and stuff. So. Yeah. Do you ever find that since you're moonlighting in the evenings and you have the full-time day job that sometimes you just take days off just to catch up on housework? Yeah, I have to. Uh, uh, I, I, I was, I've actually been dealing with that. Uh, we have a, a mini split like the air conditioner and it's got a heat pump in it. And that's what we, you know, it gets cold. It gets frigid up here, but uh besides like january and february where we'll run our furnace we'll use the heat pump to kind of heat the house and i came home the other day and the the heat wasn't on and i wondered why and i went outside and the the copper line set was kinked that that went to the to the to the mini split condenser and it in something had happened the ground had shifted and, and the condenser had leaned and i think that's what put the initial kink in it and I'm down there and I'm squatted down and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, that thing's kinked. I'm like, as soon as I move that, it's just going to crack, 
you know, which it probably had already cracked. <laughs> and we have this, we, we have a, we call him our uh, kitten because he's our youngest cat. He grabs onto the copper pipe and he uses it to jump up onto the back deck. <laughs> and he's, 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 he's like me. He's uh, round. And uh, so there's a little bit of weight there. And I, and I know he didn't do it, but I know he added to it. He kind of sped the process along and I'm like, Oh God. So, so that's, that's a perfect example, but, therein is where the CNC is nice. I can get the CNC going and I know I have an hour that I can go out and tinker with that. And I've been working on that, but yeah, I do. I found that I'm most productive Monday through Friday after work, just the way my, my mind works. And I don't, I, I don't know if it's physiology or whatever, but as soon as I get out of work, I can keep that going. As soon as the weekend hits, I don't have that get up and go as much. So that's when I'll tend to do the, the yard work or do the stuff around the house. And so it, it is, it's a big balancing act is what it is. And there's times that things suffer and I have to be aware of that. So there you go. Yeah. Well, uh, it's gonna have to do it for me. My phone is about to die. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we do a, appreciate you coming on, and I know you know we had a rocky, rocky start behind the scenes, and I think we got it all figured out now. But um, yeah, we'd love to. Can't wait to see what you're gonna come up with next. Well, so. thank you guys for having me on, and I'm glad it did work out. You know, I was excited to talk to you guys. So. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, and for anybody listening to this on one of the audio-only channels, you might want to head on over to YouTube uh, just to see some of the images of the products, or you can go right over to his website, and that website again is? The, the website is www.hillviewhillviewtool.com, and that has information and pricing and you know, and, and generally it'll have, you know, when I'm, I'm quote unquote sold out for the year, I've taken all my orders for the year as far as I know, but that will generally have, you know, when the next sale is, is going to happen. So you can get gotcha. your reminder set on that. Yeah. And, if, and I mean, for your next one, the best one, the best, the best place is Instagram and Facebook, just cause I tend to keep that most updated uh as far as announcements i will prod you 800 times with posts to say hey don't forget and because i get the messages that oh i forgot and, you know and, and i'm a sap and i'm like oh okay you know here here's a free plane you know just oh wait i don't i don't handle free planes but I, I i am a bit of a pushover so i have to i've had to kind of throttle that back so I don't know if you should have said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, Tony, seriously, glad glad to finally have a chat with you, and uh, hopefully one day we'll get up there for a slip and slide party. Yes, that would be wonderful. Yeah, I'll bring the uh, what is it uh, we used to use on there as a kid? It was uh, not baby lotion, baby oil. Yep. Yeah, we've had to. We've had to. We used to. We use baby shampoo, but 
the hill is just a touch too steep for the adults. <laughs> you get going just a bit too fast. So oh. it'll get smuggled out there. The kids will find it every once in a while, but we try to to, to keep that down. So. <laughs> I can see Sterling coming up with a case of baby oil next time. <laughs> Just, Moonshine, just and baby oil. Moonshine and baby oil. That's what his, that's what his, his uh, license plate, or not his license plate, but on the back of the window, you know. <laughs> He'll view or bust baby, uh, baby oil and moonshine. Mm. Oh. oh, goodness. Well, again, we appreciate it. And uh, let's see. I think I've got something here. I've got to, I don't know where is it at. You got an outro thing? Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. First time looking in this back office. So I don't know what I'm looking at. I've got to find it. It's all over the place. But anyway. Well, Tony, we appreciate it, and uh, thank you for the Patreons that have followed us and taken and uh, submitted there. And for anybody listening on any of the other channels, we certainly appreciate that as well. Hopefully, we'll see everybody back next week at 9 p.m. On the dot, hopefully. <laughs> I won't be involved, so you'll, you'll be on time. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. All right. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great night. You got to hit the end broadcast. I did.